Hello and welcome to our podcast, How to Stay Married So Far. I really hope more people are listening to this on podcast than watching on YouTube. Why? Because to be quite frank, I look like a bag of shit. I know, and for saying we've just been on holiday, I look like absolute, I look beyond scraggy, oh, look... scraggy, scrappy. I've just come out of the shower, which is why my hair's wet, and I just look disgusting. You look gorgeous. So if you want to see disgusting, go from iTunes straight over to YouTube. <laughs> and I'm tired, I'm tired. God, you have some God, days... this isn't very... Mark, I don't think we can sit and yes, moan at the beginning people of the want podcast. To hear that we're just ordinary people. We don't sit here <coughs> pretending we're bouncing around like morons, do we? We're not what? moronic, upbeat fools. Well, there is something in between of that. I don't no, think... No, I know. It's like greeting someone at the door. Hello, I, I wouldn't greet... I'm not greeting... I'm letting people into our souls and hearts. I don't think people will want to come in, to be quite honest. It's like opening the door to somebody and saying, well, come in for a cup of tea, I look terrible, I feel awful, or da, da, da. It's not nice. All right. Well, Nadia's going to be coughing I started, all the way through though. this. <laughs> yeah. I've had, we've both been really ill, actually. We, it, we have been on holiday, but we were ill, ill, ill. So, yeah, we're pushing through. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. I'm waiting for you to carry on. Oh. So, it's a bit of a funny one, this one. It might sound a bit niche as we begin it, but it's something that really interests me. I, I don't know whether it's the same with men, but... So often when I'm sitting with a girlfriend and they, they're talking about their partner and moaning about them, they'll often, I will say to them, so do you like them? And they will come back with, well, I love him. Mm. And I say, yeah, but do you like him? No, well, no, 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 I don't like him, but I love him. It always fascinates me that. Mm. Because I actually think... Well, first of all, how interesting that people are more able to say I love somebody than they're able to say I like somebody. Mm, that's true. And I think actually, what I thought what we could discuss is what is the distinction between those two things within a relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can you really live with somebody that you don't like? Now, I do see my fr some of my friends that do live with somebody they don't like at all, but they will still say to their dying day, but I love him. But I love him. Well, well, I don't understand. I mean, I so don't understand that. I mean, I, I don't only don't understand because it. It's like you've just spoken to me in Albanian backwards. That's how much I don't understand well, it. Well, that's why I think it's quite an interesting thing to look into. And, and people that are listening just now, before we carry on much further the podcast, ask yourself, do you like the person you're in a relationship with? Is it easier for you to say, oh, but I love her. Oh, but I love him. Oh, no, I don't like... And I, one particular person I know, I have sat there with her and said, say you like him. Say you like him. And she can't. She literally can't get the words out of her mouth. Because she can't stand him. But she can say, I love him. Do you think that's interesting? I think it's beyond bizarre. I mean, the only... Because I think what happens is, this is what I imagine, and then, is that... When somebody's in a committed relationship, either they're, they're married or they've bought the house together or they've got the kids together, that they are bound, whether they want to be or not, they are bound together. And to be able to say, oh, you know, he drives me mad, I don't like him, da, 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 but I love him. Maybe what that means is I am committed no matter what. But may I suggest that it's possibly because people don't, don't like their partners yeah. That extramarital relationships happen, relationships break down, because there seems to be this really perverse idea. There's this, almost this sort of over, over, sort of, the word love has been made to be too packed with meaning. 
Yeah. It's become almost such an albatross around our neck that yeah. once you get married, it's the word love has, has lost all of its kind of original free-for-all freedom of, of feeling. It's become a contractual obligation. Yes. It's invariably become a legal obligation. It, yes. You know, marriage is a contract. It's a legal contract that you have to go through courts to obviously uh, end and things like that. And so when you say that, it sounds to me, I suppose... Yes, we got married, but I never thought about getting married as a contractual thing. I only ever saw marriage as, and I'm sure most people don't see marriage as anything other than an amplification of something that's intense. And thus you have phrases like the honeymoon period and all these kinds of things that suggest, you know, that there was a sort of passion and there was a love and it was just, it was like, it was just moving and swirling and it's just like, you can't control it. And then you kind of legalize it. And then over time, Forget the marriage side of it, but things like mortgages, money, kids, all the boring bits of life serve to kind of solidify the fact that in a relationship, you have to invest more and more legal meaning in this term love. Yeah. So you have to love someone. You have to love yeah. the person you've committed yeah. 20 years to, because otherwise, yeah. what's the point of my life I think been? you just said what I said, but a lot better, which is usually the word. No, but I think but if you don't... I think we're agreeing on that, that it's because people have got this commitment mm. that they then have to commit to the word love. Mm. And I find it really sad that somebody will say, I love him, but I don't like him. I love her, but I don't like her. Mm. Because to live with somebody that you don't like... I mean, obviously, within a relationship, one will have whole swathes of time where you don't like each other. Mm. I mean, we'll have probably 10 times in one day where we might think, oh, God, I don't like him or I don't like her. But we fundamentally like each other and like each other's company. Mm. Um, and I think the times when I don't like you and when you don't like me are very lonely times within a relationship. And I, I just... But I would I just go... wonder how people... St how people cope with that well i think through. there's some important other distinctions here as well mm. the only one of the relationships i can understand within a family the phrase i love but i don't like is when it comes to other members of your family that you are in a Obliged you've got no choice but to be in a relationship with whether it be mm. children uncles brothers sisters you love them but you don't like them and when i hear people say that i fully understand it i'm like well okay yeah. there's no choice here i yeah. you know there are family members that i i love well i don't even love them but you know i love but I don't like. And so... So what does that... Okay, so that's interesting. So what does that mean? Well, it means that... Well, it's I, the obligation. Well, when, I, obligation. when I say I love someone and I don't like them in any capacity, if I was to use that phrase, what I'm kind of saying is, look, what they're into and what they're about isn't my thing. Yeah. The way they lead their life, I don't think is particularly nice. I think it's usury. I think they bleed people. I think they take from people. I think they're opportunistic. I think they're selfish. I think they're self-involved. Self I can think they're all those things. But at the same time, I can see that if for a filial bond or reasoning of tribal, it's the family, often it's because, you know, a good example is like if your child is going out with someone you don't particularly like because your child loves them, you're going you're gonna to yeah. embrace them somewhat yeah. into your well, family. And with friends, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, I love in, them because you love them. Yeah, in that sense, I can understand it. Where I rub up against complete sort of incomprehension is the one relationship you've made a full choice about is the person you're married to or you're in a relationship with. So I can only believe that people who say they love and don't like the person they're with, I think they once did love and like that person, but I think their lives have got to a point now where choice has been taken away from them. Or they so, feel choice has been mm. taken away from them. 
So love becomes the word that you use to say, I'm staying, whatever. Love becomes a really, really meaningless, vacuous, empty phrase for keeping the status quo going. And, and potentially doing well, some of those things that you don't necessarily want to do, like having sex, like going on holidays or something, like having to spend time with them. To, you know, you do hear many, many people talk about their relationships like it's an absolute chore. Get out. I mean, seriously, get out. Even for the kids, get yeah, out. People don't have those choices. It's very no, no, no. I agree. And, no, I agree. And I agree. And I think financially is one of the biggest problems I facing think, couples today. I think. I think. I think so. I think so. And I think that what happens is that that the word love is used to be able to bear the thought, bear the fact that there aren't, there's no more, and there's no choices anymore mm. because you've a hundred percent committed to this person. Um, I mean, where does the criteria, where does the percentile percent sit with us, I wonder? I mean, how much do we love each other and how much do we like each other? I mean, I know I it's, it's not... possible to percent. Yeah, you can't, exactly. But I mean, to, to the extent that, you know, do you, are, does one become... I think different types of relationships have different lifespans. I think different relationships have different gestation periods. I think it's very natural to think, you know, just because you got together when you were 24 and you get to 48, it's very natural for a relationship of any sort to run its course and no one to be culpable and no one to have, a, you know. Mm. And so I could see in that set of circumstances, say you've gone from childhood sweetheart or, you know, second or third boyfriend and girlfriend together to having committed to life, which a lot of people do. Mm. I can see how when you get to your 40s and 50s, you would have almost a sibling-like fondness for that person because you've been through so much together, mm. you know. And so because you've been through so much together, that then becomes the love that you feel for that person. Mm. And that's what you love about each love other. It's changes. a shared experience, mm. shared times, a shared family. You know, those things are massively important. And so, okay, I've come in quite harsh on it where I don't understand it. But I, I suppose I'm coming from a perspective of, of an idealism that say you weren't inhibited by, you know, finances or geography or work needs or childcare needs and all those kinds. I'm sure there are many women in relationships who've made a mistake. You know, they have, they, they've had to make all sorts of sacrifices. And it's like, it's really hard. How do I get out of this fucking hole if I don't want to be in this relationship? And so I do wonder sometimes that when people say, I, I love them, but I, I don't like them. What would I suggest to them in that situation? Well, I do think then at that point, you do need to perhaps scroll back to what you liked about each other right at the beginning right, of the relationship. Yes. Yeah, and, and try and find ways, a bit like starting an old car, of, of restarting the engine and, and, and looking into those things. Or I think some people, though, as well, like I'm just thinking of a particular person that I know, who knew very well, really, that she didn't like him. What, but, when they met? But everybody's looking to belong to somebody, isn't mm. it? I mean, not everybody. I'm, I really mustn't say that because we must always remember that there's lots of people that are single and very happily single. And I hate to be one of those people that goes, everybody needs to be in some person. No, 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 but absolutely. I think the majority of, of, of people want to find somebody that, that loves them and they love back and mm. they feel secure and committed to and committed back. And so... It's easy to, to, to convince yourself you like somebody more than you do. You know, all the red flags can be... You like know, or love? Well, whatever. You can go into a relationship and you want a relationship mm. and mm. you can become blinkered to what you're actually... what's actually right in front of you. We've all done it. We've done it mm. a lot more when we're younger, aren't we? We go, oh, God, that feels a bit weird. Mm, I don't know if I like that. And then you dismiss mm. it and you move on. Um, so I think a lot of people will make 
will compromise maybe, thinking, well, it will all be all right once we've settled and once we've got married and once we've mm. got kids. and once we've... But those things don't go away. Those things just get worse. Mm. They get worse. I mean, I think, you know, if somebody's listening now and they're thinking about getting married or thinking about moving in with somebody, count those red flags. How many of, how many of the things that your partner does do you really not like? Because they don't get better over time. They get worse. But I get much worse. Yeah, well, I'd go back to the one of the original things I just said, which was, which I, I kind of agree with you. I think there is so much. But going back to this idea that everyone should be in a couple, I agree. Not everyone should be in a couple, and those no. people who who don't feel the need to be in a long term relationship or whatever, great. That's that. You know. But here's the thing. I do think there's an inordinate amount of pressure on everyone, as you rightly say. Just look at the dating apps and everything. Huge pressure of, and, and commercial pressure. It's like it's coming at you all the time to be in a couple or to be in many couples or to be swiping across or to be plugged into this kind of dating, fluid world of are you boyfriend, not boyfriend, all these gradations of who you're with and are you with and if you're with and maybe with and if you look at them and what, you know, you're not with them and all that kind of stuff. There's so much pressure that you could see why I mean, I sometimes wonder sometimes when I, you know, as, as a sort of lolloping bloke in my bachelorish years, I'd sometimes look at men my own age and women at the same age as me and I'd be thinking, what are we all doing? What are we all fishing for here? Are we all doing this kind of slightly promiscuous kind of wandering around and playing the field until we feel we snag something very... What are we waiting to snag and what will be the signs that that snag is different? And I wonder sometimes when I look back, so when going back, personalising it to us, when I first met you, when we first got together, I genuinely liked you. Mm. And I didn't know if I loved you at that point because mm. I did think I really love comes with you. time. There was something I liked about your outlook, your humour. I could see that, okay, you were as, as nutty as a fruitcake like I was in terms of drinking and all that. But behind it, there was a desire and a belief in family, a desire and, and a loyalty to family, and there was a, a belief in other values other than just what we were doing blindly out when we were out and about, which was all well and good. And it's so, the fundamentals of life. Do you yeah. like the way that your partner... And it's interesting, isn't it, having done this podcast now... What have we been doing this? Is it uh, a year? Two years this October. We no. did our first, the first one, yeah. Two years? Yeah, yeah, two years next month, I think. We'd only did about wow. six in about six months, though. Oh, OK. Yeah. So over, the, over this... this Year and a this, half experiment of doing these podcasts which we really did just start just to see how they would go didn't we mm. but yeah it's been interesting because we are i think everyone that knows us thinks of us as a volatile couple we've always spoken about we have big arguments and we have all of this but as we go through all these podcasts we realize there's so much that we actually do agree on mm. fundamentals mm. like like we would do, we do we also do a podcast guys um uh, about called confessions of modern parent and we've, we've only just really realised, haven't we? Like, oh my God, we agree on everything with parenting. We hadn't even thought about that. We hadn't even yeah. discussed that before we got married. It's like, oh, are you a mm. smacker? Are you a this? Are you that? So say, for instance, we had... I'd only found that out about you after we'd got married, that you believed in smacking mm. the children. I That would have been a massive, mm. massive dislike. That would have been the biggest red flag of dislikes. Like, oh, you want to hit your children? Mm. Oh my God. And then that would have affected everything. 
about us. Yeah. So those fundamentals, you know, and we know a lot of younger people listen to this podcast. These are the fundamentals that you must know. You must know about somebody before you commit to them. Because it won't just go away. It no. won't just all be all right. It will be terrible. Mm. Like, And also, I think there's a huge myth that time is running out. Now, obviously, in the female sort of uh, life calendar, there are certain... Yeah, well, exactly. There are certain clocks that are ticking, and I understand that. And that, for me, actually, as a father of four daughters... There are certain clocks that are totally shot uh, well, some clocks that are, uh, My uh, clock yeah, is off! Yeah, some 24-hour clocks that are <laughs> 24-hour anymore. Um, and there are lots of clocks that do turn off for women, and, and not so many, though there are just as many different ones that, that turn off for men. Um... In a weird way, what I'm about to say is totally contradictory. I think if you can live your life in terms of looking for relationships, not panicking and not clinging to whatever life raft of a relationship comes along when it comes along, that's not to say you don't try. The only way you can find a successful relationship, and I've only come to this late in life because I struggled with jealousy for so long, is that you have to have had successes and failures in other relationships, I feel, to make the relationship and it might not even still be the relationship. God forbid I'm run over by a bus tomorrow. You'll mourn me for, I don't know, six months or so. And then you'll move on. So, you oh know, life... Excuse no, no, no. Me. no we, I wouldn't. No, I know you wouldn't. But life, we don't know the twists and turns no. that life's going to make. And you can't get, make any guarantees, as I've realised in my AA meeting yesterday. Um, but the thing that I would say is that on the one hand, there is an urgency of sorts, but there isn't such an urgency that you kind of cut your nose off to spite your face. And as, you, as Nadia's just said, you don't look at those red flags that are coming up because I think we are all aware of red flags. We are all aware of when we meet someone, if they drink too much more than you and they make repeated yeah. mistakes right at the beginning of the relationship. There is an unfortunate fact that if you get together on a one night stand, you're gonna to have to interrogate between yourselves in that relationship. Is this, a, is this a certain behavior in this guy that he wants to change? Or is this something that's just gonna carry on? You know, all those <coughs> sorts of things. You know, what is it that you do like a lot? But I do also think that a lot of, what strikes me as surprising about so many relationships is how formal they are that people can even divide the love and like into such clear, I love him, well, but no, I don't what? like him. No, no, but... It's uh, like, well, surely I... they're one and the same thing if well, they're truly working. If the relationship's working, there's going to be so much you like and so much you love. I, I don't think that it's necessarily that people do divide it. It's just been an interesting yeah. exercise for me. I always ask everybody that I know, because you know me, I ask everybody everything because I'm so fascinated in people and their relationships. And, I will, and so it's just one of my things that I do. And I say, oh, well, do you like him? Mm. Or do you like her? And it's amazing how many people hesitate. Are totally flawed. No, no, not just oh, hesitate. Right. Like, what do you mean? Like if it in the face with a hammer? Wet kipper. Wet kipper? Wet kipper. Followed by a mallet? No, just a wet kipper. Oh, wet kipper. Pure wet kipper in the face. What do you think it means when they react like that? What, 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 why? Do, I mean, I I've given all my theories. I think it means, when I'm thinking of the individuals that I absolutely... Um, yeah, have wet kippered. I, I have no doubt what it is. Well, what it's is it? That they don't really want to be with a person. Well, that's what I think. Yeah. I think if you say that in, in relationship to someone you're with, you're simply saying, you've got to be saying that. Why would you draw the distinction otherwise? But, but they don't want to be asked it because they don't want to think about it because they're in denial and they're just going to say, I love him. I love her. I love him. Does this relate to you guys? Can you relate to this? Yeah, I'd love to hear your comments on this. Because the other thing I would say is, and this is a criticism of me and Nadia, is that we are volatile, and that's probably why we can agree on so much and yet still deliver such contentious podcasts where we kind of come up against each other quite a bit. But also, we're oversharers. I mean, we massively, you know, I think 
neither of us could have ended up with with people and we've been in previous relationships i don't know about yours in so much detail but obviously you know mine where i i've always been an oversharer i've always you know i've always kind of had my heart's been on my sleeve i've never been able to lie effectively i've always been a bit obvious um the worst liar. Worst liar. Like, like, last also... week when you pretended you'd taken those dogs for a walk, I was embarrassed. <laughs> but also... And she sent me a text no. saying, dogs have been walked. No. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Why has never uh, sent me a text? No. Never. <laughs> it was so funny. Don't even take me there because I don't want to be dragged back to my childhood. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Yes, yeah, so, so I've been an oversharer. And I, I do think sometimes... I hear that in men it's quite rare because even those male friendships, and I don't have many, but, but I've had thousands over the years, even those male friendships which I would characterise as more feminine in, in our sort of relationship or the way we'd relate to each other, I, I was willing to go so much further than some of the most sort of in touch with their emotions people. You know, I, I could sit and cradle contradictions or talk about things in a way that... and and. You know, and I, I do think... How you talk contradictions, I love that. Well, do you know what I mean? I mean, I could sit there and go, oh, yeah, well, I feel this about it, but I don't feel that about it, and I feel this about myself, and I'm a bit of this, and I'm a bit this, and a bit... You know, I mean, some someone friends go, you're such a fucking poet in your sort of wanky sort of way. You'd sort of stand there, pontificate. And I would pontificate and navel-gaze and do all this stuff emotionally. And I do think that helps because we both react to that quite positively, I think, because we're both interested in the human condition and what it means mm. to be, be human. But I do think... So what I'm saying is, is that I wonder whether many relationships where there is this distinction... Because I can't understand why you'd stay in a relationship even if you're in denial. I mean, if it's that obvious, get, yeah, but it, it must be obvious to these people. I mean, if they're asked the question and, well, and it's I like a white, wet kipper in their face, about, don't they go away and go, why was I a wet kipper I, just yeah, there? Yeah, obviously, but I think the thing is we are all, to a certain degree, and we'll have had great periods of life, of our relationship where it's heads down. I mean, you know, we've had times where you've hated me and I've hated you and you mm. just you don't just get up and walk out, do you? You put your head down and you just keep hoping it's going to get better. And then it either does or it doesn't. I'd say almost for great, the greatest swathes of our relationship, you did hate me. I mean, ironically, there were no, periods no, in our relationship, true. no, where you hated my behaviour no. to such a point that it fueled my jealousy because I ended up thinking, God, she's bound to leave me because I'm such a fucking intolerable bastard. Do you know what I mean? So you can have great swathes of time, whereas if you dropped, what I'm trying to say is if you dropped into our relationship at that point and someone asked you the question, you might have been wet kippered at yeah. that point. So yeah, I don't like it. Well, and there will have been many occasions, I'm sure there's 10 occasions in one day where if somebody came up to you and said, you like her, you'd say no. I just wish you wouldn't talk to people from other rooms. It's the most diabolically irritating, unlikable thing. Going. What? We need to do a whole podcast on men who won't accept that their hearing's going. Hey? Can't hear you because of that airplane. <laughs> anyway, well, there you go. Do you like or love? Can you like and love? Should you like and not love? Can you love and not like? I quite like this podcast because it's, it's, it's good to just sometimes, I think, just have a bit of a wonder. Not a wonder. A wonder. A wonder. A wonder. I wonder. And, you know, and the next time we are in a situation where we are not liking each other. I'm trying to think when there was, there was some... Well, you hate me most mornings. Mark, stop saying that. No, 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 because of my mood. My temperament is, is always I a hot... No, I didn't mean you hate me. I mean, that's too strong a word. But I mean, in a morning, I can be sort of very... You find me very... Because I'm taking a long time to come up. I think that people can, yeah, dislike people's energies. And I think... Very true. I think that's always been a thing with us, isn't that it? That would be is a good my energy, energies. My energy in the morning is very different from yours. And sometimes mm. I... You know, and no energy is right, it's just different and it's one of the real um, 
challenges of living because it is a challenge I'd say it's to one live of our with another biggest person. Challenges. I think it's, that is a podcast in itself because I've got so much swelling up in me about energy. I think energy and the mismatch of energy it can be disastrous yeah. for relationships. So I've, and sometimes I do get really sad, but we've spoken about this before. We did a podcast about mm. these things we'd like to change. And, it, and sometimes it's so hard because I don't know how to be because I'm actually, in the morning mm. is my best time. I'm really happy. Mm. I want to do things. I want to get going. Whereas you and Maddie and Kiki, yours, maybe not so much Kiki. Well, You're more of a slower come to, which is, is the majority. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the majority of people. Mm. It's always been a thing with me mm. i remember when i used to do the early morning when i was an usherette in the national theater and we used to do the early morning shows higher oily early morning i think it's an oily morning and it was the higher of the kids show oh yeah and i would come in and Could i'd you make a good higher and i'd be singing and i'd be like ain't it great to stay up late and god. everyone would be like oh my god and so I know that that's really unlikable about me. I know it's really irritating, but it's really difficult to just change Yeah, of course it is, and neither essence. should you. No, no. No, but you say neither should you, but when you are living with somebody, surely there is some um, obligation for both people to try and be more likeable in those mm. things. It's the like have you got the likability factor. I'll tell you what I've liked about this podcast as well. It's been what I would call or characterise a constructive chat. I think a few people felt when we did one a couple of months ago about being boring. You know, what what the purpose of these That was constructive. You no, know, it was constructive. If you stay to the end of the boring one, you'll realise quite how constructive that was. This is all about lightly scratching and prodding the relationship that we have together. Sometimes that can go a bit too far, but other times, you know, it's about questioning and challenging each other. We were going to do a podcast about listening. I think that's, you know, the importance of listening and whether people listen enough. Do men listen more than men? And I wonder whether... Do, uh, sorry, yeah, more than women. And I sometimes wonder, like, maybe this kind of chat, which I've really enjoyed, it makes you think in a sort of broader sense of as to what makes relationships in general tick. Yeah. And perhaps what could be done, you know. And I think, I think it's all right to say, not from a position of experience or kind of arrogance, I do think, like I feel most, you know, I'm of the opinion that most people in society have a problem with addiction in some way. And because of the taboo of addiction, none of us, the majority of people aren't allowed to engage with that because it's just like, no, 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 I'm in control, of course. I mean, you know, and actually none of us are in control of fucking anything, not even Trump. The reason Trump's such a megalomaniac is actually he's paranoid, he's afraid, he's yeah. fearful, he's got all his issues from when he was a child. And if we can take that understanding of things, likewise with relationships, I think, I think all of us are put under inordinate pressure in relationships. And you're under pressure to go to the loo. Look, you can see in your eyes you need to go I to the toilet. To the you I look see. like you were bursting no, from the toilet. Got, I just got something across my eyes. So I was Check squeezed. that back, guys. Oh that was god. bizarre. I did not need to go she to the She was like... Oh, my God. I'm not like a two-year-old where you know... You had a turtle you... head then. Ma! <laughs> you better not put that in. <laughs> And the one thing about this podcast is we don't edit it. Why did you say All right, well, that? Let's, let's, I was thinking of the turtles in Greece. I've had something go across my eye and I blinked. <laughs> Mark. Okay. Well, guys, make your suggestions below on other podcast Disgusting. topics like People this. Don't want to hear you're, these you're, the, you're putting more of a magnifying glass over it right now. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks, guys. If you're watching us on YouTube, or you would like to, we're on Nadia Sawara and Family YouTube, please 
hit the like button if you liked it and subscribe and please leave terrible comments about Mark's awful behavior. <laughs>